Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, the podcast you hear. I'm your co-host, Lucas. Well, technically host for today. Oh! Technically, I'm the co-host. Don't guess me up. Don't guess me up. Um, so yeah, Lucas is your host for today, and then I am the co-host and producer, V. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, before we jump into this podcast, uh, I would like to give a very special bodyguard our condolences for the situation that he's going through. Um, Eric is a very important bodyguard, and he's well-liked in the studio of Play Choices podcast. Amen. I would like to... <laughs> I would like to take this time to honor his support for us by reciprocating that and supporting you in your troublesome time. Um, v, would you like to say some words? Yeah. So I, I think we've talked about Eric a couple of times on this podcast and he's also been a guest. So I think our listeners should be, you know, at least somewhat familiar with who Eric is. But Eric has been listening to this podcast, not quite since the beginning, but to be honest with you, I really can't remember a time where he wasn't a listener to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just I, I what was what was this podcast before Eric? I I don't know. Right. <laughs> and right. <laughs> the reason why we're bringing up Eric is because Eric traditionally would listen to our podcast, you know, first thing on Saturday morning with his dog Zach. And Zach has been his pet for quite a while. Was with um Eric and his wife, and Zach was a very good boy. Mm-hmm. From all intents and purposes, for you know, from what I saw, Eric had nothing but good things to say about Zach. And unfortunately, you know, uh, as sad as it is, um, even though we love our pets, they age. Sometimes they get sick. And um, Zach had to be put down recently, which is I can't I I've never had to put a pet down, so I can't like pretend to know what that feels like. But I know how much I love my dogs, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine how that has impacted Eric and his wife. So I just wanted to go ahead and take a moment to acknowledge Zach because he was Eric's walking buddy when he listened to the podcast and therefore he is our walking buddy too. Yes. So Zach, we love you. You are forever a good boy. And if you don't mind, Lucas, I wanted to read something that Eric wrote for us to put in the podcast. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. We're also going to have, if you're watching on YouTube, we're also going to have a couple of photos of Zach on the YouTube video during this time so you can see just how cute he is because he is a little cutie patootie. I think he's a black lab. Oh, my dog was a lab. Oh. <laughs> Watch him not be a black lab and Eric's going to be like me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, my, okay. my dog had a tail, you know. Yeah, my dog has a nose. <laughs> right, right. Okay, let's read this. This is a very, very sweet and heartwarming message. So Eric wrote, when I first listened to Play Choices podcast, I was walking with Zach. We take walks every morning, and one Saturday morning in April, I decided to listen to V and Lucas and Kat since it was a Choices chat, our first Choices chat. I want to say he said he got introduced to our podcast in like episode nine, mm-hmm. if I remember. And I was hooked on the podcast, and Zach kept looking back at me as I laughed at all the jokes and commentary on one of my favorite games. This was different since I usually quietly listened to true crime while looking over my shoulder. (laughs) As I continued getting hooked, I would sometimes play over my Bluetooth speakers just because I enjoyed listening to some episodes and enjoyed the jokes. At first, Zach would even put his head up whenever V screamed or Lucas laughed. (laughs) 
They were new voices to him and he didn't seem to know how to handle them, but after a few weeks they became a constant part of our lives and he stopped looking up when they got out of control. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I wake up on Saturdays without him to walk with me, but I'm glad I will have the podcast to listen to. Zach and I have appreciated all the Sunday mornings. Thank you for being you. Signed, Zach and Eric. Oh my God, that is so sweet. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I don't really know. I've, I don't think anyone really knows what to say when you have to grieve yeah. someone who's important in your life. But, um, I've looking at the photos, exactly like a very happy dog. And I think that Eric and his wife were able to give him a very good life with plenty of long Saturday walks. And yeah. so thank you for allowing us to be a part of your life. And thank you for sacrificing Zach's ears to listen to us. I'm sure he found that highly disturbing until he just decided <laughs> to ignore us. So thank you, Eric, for listening. Zach, we love you. You're very cute. And if you want to see what Zach looks like, I will have the photos up on the YouTube um, version of this podcast if you would like to go see what a little cutie patootie Zach is. So here is my very uncomfortable segue back into the episode. <laughs> I don't know how to transition. Right, right, right. Love you, Zach. We will be spending this episode discussing chapters 8 to 10 of Queen Bee Book 1. This episode is not spoiler safe, so if you want to avoid spoilers for these chapters, please read that first, and we'll be right here for you to come back and listen. As a reminder, this book has a plus 17 content warning. We will be discussing adult themes and romantic encounters with a professor. So please feel free to leave and join us on a different episode if that makes you feel uncomfortable. I also think we should mention that this particular episode also has like some themes of like stalking and mm-hmm. harassment. Oh and my god, that's so kidnapping. Funny. I literally have a second content warning in the beginning of Oh <laughs> yeah, in the beginning of chapter 10. I'm like, right. I'm like, yo right. guys, we're gonna reiterate this because like, yeah, definitely these these what uh triplet of chapters are like very yeah. yeah the content warning is like very much needed yeah so something that wouldn't normally apply to our normal queen bee episodes mm-hmm. just because of what gets discussed like it is something that i would say like you know just keep it in mind if yes. that disturbs you yes join us on a different one um, our default character is named B. Hughes, so we will be referring to our character as that. So, chapter 8 is titled Lying Low. The chapter summary is, maybe it's time to take a break from the limelight. For the first time, no news is good news. The chapter will open up with the tea gossiping about that video that bitch poopy put online. Oh, <laughs> sorry it was just so aggressive from the beginning so i had to i had to no because i'm collected myself i'm good i'm good i was like i'm going to write these notes as authentically as possible and this right no i mean that's your job as host is you know insert some pizzazz into the note so you do you and the start of chapter eight really slapped me in the face because you know everyone just talking about that hog calling video Yes, I'm from a farm. Yeah, like. and you know what? Here's the fucked up thing about that video is even from chapters 8 to 10, we still got this bitch we mentioned. Still even about at the it. end of chapter know, 10, it was still I being know, mentioned. I, I said, know. God damn. I know. We just going to get there. But I'm like, oh my God. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> after the tease text post, a uh, scene will start with B getting bummed out about, like, you know, the hate on the internet. And so she decides to kind of change the gossip narrative towards Poppy by sending the screenshots of her talking shit about her friends um, to the T. Now, I don't know what this mm-hmm. scene would look like if you do not if you didn't take the diamond scene in the last shot. Because I certainly fucking I did. did. I, I certainly did. did. <laughs> I certainly did. And I will spend whatever money I need to to take this bitch down. And so. unfortunately, most, uh, you know, second source YouTube plays, they always take the diamond scene. So, yeah. Know, yeah. Like, if you decided to either be, you know, save your money and be a little frugal, mm-hmm. or if you decide to be a nice person, then I'm sorry. We, we did not we don't take know. the same <laughs> route. So. Most deaf, most deaf. Um, the post will quickly, like, blow the fuck up and it it, it kind of shocks me how much it blows up and how many people are kind of like shocked by it because it's just kind of a slap in the face to me because I'm like I'm stay trying to like tell you about Poppy and who she is as a person and y'all think that her talking shit about her friends is the most exciting thing that could that I could have posted about her but I digress we move forward well so funny there was a comment that because I think after you post something it shows you all the comments and mm-hmm. stuff and there was a comment that was like, if any of you actually are surprised by this, then like you just haven't been paying attention yeah, and it's like, so <laughs> obvious. She's like the meanest person on campus and you think she's nice to her friends? <laughs> like, no. Not at all, right? Um, Zoe will appear and shame you for posting the screenshots just because she feels like you should be in like more of like a mental clarity when you do warfare like that. <laughs> um, she will take your phone and she would decide that it's time um, for a shopping spree. Now, I will add that there's a couple of like flirtatious comments that could be made in this uh, discussion. Zoe will hand you your phone back to reply to an email stating that the professor will be away for the weekend due to a gala award ceremony. <sighs> this is where I let it go. I gotta be honest. This is where I let it go. Oh no, I did because I, you know, you know me. I was flirting with Zoe, and then Zoe was like, uh-huh. "Oh my god, look, the professor. Here's your phone back." And I said, "I hear you loud and clear, best friend." <laughs> <laughs> you said, "I am tired of being pushed and pushed and pushed." <laughs> I said, "I hear you loud and clear." Okay, push me to the edge. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, fine, fine. Um, B will decide that she should go to the Met Gala for mainly two reasons. One, to get the away. Met Gala. <laughs> oh my God! What? The- <laughs> the Met Gala? <laughs> first of all, that's not even written in my notes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that a joke? <laughs> Clearly, guys, you can see what has been on my side of the internet. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Lucas just been staring at. Let me let me guess who what who were your favorite outfits? Um, definitely Lil Nas X. Of course, you should know of another course. one. Oh my god, let me see if I can give you a clue. She single handedly made the designer stop using um animal fur. Oh, Billy Eilish. Yes, bitch. She ate yeah. up. Do you hear me? She ate that up. I uh, was like, Ooh. let me stop. Billy. Billy. I the titties. Ah! She ate up. She ate up. Ooh. 
Oh, people do not. I saw people rank it and like, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of celebrities looked really good at the Met Gala. So I saw people putting rankings and stuff of like how everybody looked. Mm-hmm. And I said, how Billy not your top three? No, like I just do not did. understand. <laughs> and y'all don't appreciate her because like y'all would stay talking shit about her doing her like baggy clothes, kind of like yes! emo, emo punk look. Yes. And when she come out on this floor looking eight up like she did, y'all don't say nothing. Y'all don't deserve her. My bitch looking good. Y'all better not ever play happier than ever in your life. You hear me? I better not no, hear. No, I never want to hear you listen to bad guy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, she looks so good. Okay, she looks amazing. Um, B will decide Anyways, to go. So right? he's getting ready for the Met Gala. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she getting ready for the Met Gala to a get away from the internet and the backlash, and B. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nice that in the dialogue. She genuinely wanted to just support the professor because she knew that, mm-hmm. like, there was no one there to support them. I like that. Mm-hmm. You will ask Zoe for a dress and she will present you with a diamond outfit that will lead to a steamy scene between them two. Did you did you take this outfit, a- a- a.k.a. the scene? No, because... Mm-hmm, I already um, know. First of all, okay, I know we don't... I know that we don't like really do the whole like, like yeah, splurge what was it and called? Skip. Splurge yes. and skip. Mm-hmm. We don't. Oh, and let me just briefly explain why. I feel like it was a very similar type of comment all the time mm-hmm. because like you and I do not typically no, lend no. ourselves to buying the diamond outfits. So it was like ninety nine percent of the time we weren't really that intrigued by the diamond outfit and yeah. then the one percent that we did purchase was because it came with the scene or something like that so i was like i'm just kind of tired of having this discussion like over and over again so that's why we decided to get rid of it but for me personally looking at that diamond outfit and <laughs> i didn't pick it and let me tell you what makes me upset that outfit was ugly first of all it, was it looked like so your ugly. bad middle school prom dress yeah, like that's yeah, what yeah. it looked like yeah and then when I was like, oh, I'll wear the blue dress, which to me is a lot sleeker. It's like a little bit of like a slimmer cut. So mm-hmm. to me, it just shows your shape a little bit more. And I thought B looked beautiful in it. And Zoe was like, oh, yeah, you want to wear the blue dress? It was like a prom, prom dress. And I said, excuse me? You think the blue one looks like a prom dress? Like, I was like, where have you? What are you? Are we even looking at the same dress? So, no, it was ugly as fuck. And then plus, like, can I just say, let me just put this out there for the duration of this episode. As much as I am, like, an Ian Stan, I really didn't like any of the allies in this these couple next chapters. I think, like, I don't really know if I've alluded to this with you, but I've said it to, like, other discussions that I've had on, like, Twitter and stuff when I'm talking about Queen Bee is that the professor gets very, like, not fun to romance at a certain point in Queen Bee, and, like, this is kind of, for me, where it starts. Yeah, Oh, and you know what? It is the complete... It's not the opposite for me, but it just... Mm -hmm. It's a slap in the face, because coming from you, who has, you know, consistently chose these diamond scenes with the professor, there is one diamond scene that is coming up it's either in this in this chapter or the next chapter. That seems mm-hmm. like things are going to finally turn around, and then they don't. Mm-hmm. And I said, what in the slap right. in the face is this? Yeah. What in the slap in the face is this? Yeah. I was so mad. But I, I, I also, we'll get there. I also was happy. 
But um, even with like Zoe, like I, it seems so weird. Like I wish someone could explain this to me because it seems so weird for her to be like, girl, let's get you in this fine ass dress. That way you can yes, seduce the professor. Yes. And then if you get the dress, you can kind of like lick Zoe's neck a little bit. Yes. Like, I didn't quite like, I just, I don't really like understand what's going on in the LI dynamics of this game. So like, to me, I was like the dress ugly and I'm confused by what's going on between the two of us. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to hold on to that. I did not get the outfit. (laughs) You said fuck everything about this. Yeah. Um, No, the confusion truly just adds more in that very last chapter. And again, like, we'll talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I did get this. This I had in my head to be like my farewell for Zoe. Oh, Mm -hmm. you said, baby, kiss me one last time. Yeah, one last time. I said, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. going to see this hit a brick wall one last time again, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Um, but the scene is just very, you know, very short, very flirty. You know, Zoe will take you to the changing room and like she kind of like pulls the dress zipper down and, you know, introduces like a choice of contact that you can like start flirting with her with. And then the two okay. are interrupted by a sales clerk and then they leave and that's it. You know, again. I mean, basically the nanny affair changing room. Yeah, scene. basically. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't waste any diamonds on that. But so. Once they leave the store, B will see Veronica across the street and she will convince Zoe to let her go and try to recruit her, you know, kind of work her magic, even though she's supposed to be giving up on this whole like poppy vendetta for one day. She catches Veronica outside where she will insult you by showing you the pig filter inspired by the video that Poppy posted of you. Right. I said, we already off to a bad start, Veronica. I said, we already off to a bad start. There is an option for you to try to, like, seduce her to join your forces, but Veronica will basically, you know, decline and, like, see through it and say that, like, she doesn't have to like Poppy in order for her to, like, be under her protection and have good graces with her, which I can, yeah, I can respect from. I feel like that's, like, everyone in Poppy's squad is like, do y'all really like her? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like what's going on? Veronica's like, no, I'm literally using, you know, I'm using her good graces to help me get money. You hear me? Like, I'm after Pretty this much. bread. Um, yeah. B will end up tricking Veronica and kind of like provoking her to talk bad about a PR shoot that she's about to film. And there is mm-hmm. a diamond option for you to kind of like exploit that and like record her really going in on this brand in order to blackmail her into swaying you. I'm swaying her to join your side. Did you take this diamond scene? Um, yes. I yeah, like I it. This is this is one of like I like I always love the diamond scenes that are used in order to like sway people to join you. Like they're so entertaining to me. But um the diamond scene will start with Veronica and B walking to the makeup store where they'll see like a poppy advertisement. So um Veronica starts getting really upset because obviously like Poppy's making commission just of having, like, a cardboard cutout of her while Veronica has to, like, physically wear their shitty makeup that, like, you know, messes with her skin, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they start, like, literally vandalizing Poppy's uh, cardboard cutout, which I love. And Veronica just starts this really bitchy rant about the company and how she hates doing these PR ads for them. And Bee's recording the whole thing. Again, a store clerk will find them too and call security, resulting in them running out. And I'm like, B, the amount of time you've ran into security or like ran into a store clerk in the past half chapter, let's calm it down. 
But um, once they escape, B will tell Veronica, look, join my group or I will post this video of you talking shit about the people who pay your bills on the T. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Veronica will actually respect that and just be like, all right, you got me. Fine. Before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt with some plugs. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support, which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis. You can also go to streamlabs.com slash play choices podcast slash tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support and let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, I really don't understand this scene to be... Okay, I kind of enjoyed it, kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Mostly because mm-hmm. I think Veronica's quite bland, which I think B kind of comments on when she shuts off the live stream, how her face just, like, completely changes from being someone who's, like, entertained someone. Yes, really she does. She does, yeah. Yeah, I think she's quite bland. Now, I did like some of her, like, one-liners they made for, like, you know, the makeup products. Like, I thought that was fun. But also, it just seems so weird to me how, like, quickly Veronica turned into trusting the yes. stuff with her. Because I'm like, Veronica, although she seems very dull to me, she doesn't seem stupid. So I was like, it's just very weird how in these recruitment scenes, how often they turn into, like, bribery or blackmail mm-hmm. scenes and how no one seems to catch on until the last possible second. Especially for this particular interaction, because you would think that Veronica is so used of, like, having a phone camera on her that you that she would never yes. act out on that. And I can't imagine B holding this phone in a way that she could not see it in her hand. <laughs> like, I just can't. I know. It just seems like, I don't know, I, if... Veronica was as savvy as I would like her to be. She should have had like an NDA on her. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. I'll write an NDA. I B Hughes will not disclose any information about Veronica Lombardi. Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely. The way contracts are just like fucking mentioned in this series is like mm-hmm. you would think Veronica would be a little bit more smarter. Yeah. Um, but there will be a time jump after the scene, um, and you will appear in the lobby of the museum that is hosting the professor's award ceremony. As B is mm-hmm. walking into the gathering, she'll get a text from Poppy. I don't know if this was in previous chapters, but I just now realized in this chapter that Poppy's contact name is Satan, which I truly yeah. find hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, she'll basically like threaten you. For posting the screenshots of her talking shit about her friends. And, you know, I think at one point she called you like a corn fed lard ass piece of sh- trash. And I was like, okay, yes. wow. All right. Yes. I think she said she was like, I will make your children's children yes. regret. Yes. <laughs> They're awful. Yes. <laughs> she is scary. Like, they write her lines so scary. I, I love it, though. Mm-hmm. I love Poppy. Um, but B would turn off the phone in the middle of, like, the text rant and, like, focus on the task at hand, which is, like, you know, supporting the professor, being really cute. Right. So you walk in and you find the professor direct, like, impeccably. Oh, this professor probably, the the woman version, it probably looks stunning as well. But Ian, mm, Ian looked good. Yeah, no, Ian, Ian was looking good. like a bag me? of chips and then some. Like, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. And the bag of chips that's like filled to the top. Like, you know, the ones that ain't filled with yes. air. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The professor will give their speech thanking everyone for the nomination. And as the professor is, you know, doing their thing, the professor will spot you mid-speech and kind of like drink you in, you know, kind of get like shocked that you're there, collect mm-hmm. themselves, you know, pretty quickly as they always do. Right. Um, and after they finish their address, you know, they will come right to you. The conversation is like what you would expect in this situation. The professor questions why B is there. B will flirt back with some cute replies. Um, but for some reason, this scene does take on a new light for me. I just, mm-hmm. I found it like a very tender moment between them. The professor doesn't really like resist all too much. And they even will like introduce you to some of their colleagues. And then like there is an interaction with two of them that they like flat out state like, oh, the professor has never had a girl, you know, present to these gatherings before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, B will play it off cunningly as she always does. And that's when the professor would kind of get like, you know, serious with you and inform you that like there's no like Belvoir staff members here um, because okay. this is just solely dealt with like their degree and their specialty in anthropology, which explains kind of their spontaneity. After some heavy flirting, the professor encourages you two to get out of there and B will escape with them to be like encountered with a rainstorm. And they will kind of just like, you know, walk across the street to the train station where there is an option to kiss him. Mm. And I did take that option. Yes. The romance will end because, you know, the the gala attendees will walk out. Can I just say something? I, I had to look it up because I think in every single Queen Bee episode, we have butchered what the professor teaches. Yes. yes. And I don't know if we'll ever get it right, but no. can I just say... It is anthropology. It anthropology. is. And oh, I corrected like myself in the last episode because I was like, no, that's the name of the store. But it is anthropology. Store. Okay. Got you. Okay. Just okay, so man. we can say that. And listen, just because I've clarified, don't mean we won't fuck it up again. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't raise your expectations. <laughs> We're how we're over thirty episodes deep at this point. You know how we are. Okay, we're human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mispronounce it. We keep it moving. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We will not stutter. We will not go back and correct ourselves. Is <laughs> what right. it is. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, Just no, no, to no. A quick PSA. <laughs> but there is a, a diamond scene to kind of get some alone time with them. Did you take the scene? Baby, you know I did. I took it so fast. Do you hear me? I took it so fast. You know I did. Because to be honest, if you don't take the scene, it's such a long scene. I don't know how the chapter is supposed to end if you don't don't. take it. And that's the thing. Like, when I tell you that Queen Bee got a knife to my fucking bank account, because Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, the true diamond scenes with, like, you know, spending time with, like, L.I., whoops, mm -hmm. I don't know why I put that S. Spending time with the professor, right? Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) trying to recruit, you know, these bad bitches to join your side. I just realized what you said when you said, I don't know why I put the S. Because Zoe ain't no fucking ally. We've we've talked. We literally beat that horse to death. We have beat that horse to death, right? Right. Um, But the scenes are so good. And... Mm -hmm. As I am a man of my word, and last Queen Bee episode, I said that I would be pursuing the professor if the mm-hmm. opportunity was, like, something that I could go for. And mm-hmm. this scene, the buildup, the reason why B is there, the professor's reaction, the flirting, 
it's it's it for me. It does it for me. It's giving me it's giving me Billie Eilish on the Met Gala. You feel me? Oh, like, it's okay. good. Yeah, I just love how this scene was like, you know, wrote, written, written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fine, boo. We just keep it we moving. Go, like we we go keep it moving for right. We're not perfect, okay? <laughs> um, if you do take the scene, the two of you will kinda, you know, end up in this like deserted park and take shelter under a gazebo. Um, the professor and B will start making out, getting a little mm-hmm. handsy, all while like confessing how long they have yearned for this. And I mm-hmm. that's what I like to hear. When the professor was like, oh, I've been waiting for this. I'm like, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. And the, so have I. Mm-hmm. A long, a long, what is this, chapter eight? Are we still in chapter eight? Yes, yes. A long eight chapters I've been waiting. Um, the professor will tell you that they have to be consumed by their lust. And basically, like, let's let's get out of here. Let's find a place that we can do the D. So mm-hmm. B finds a carriage for them. And they kind of like which is so funny. It is so funny. So random. (laughs) It's it's giving me so much like modern like Cinderella vibes. Yeah, pretty much showing up out of nowhere. You know, oh, he's reciprocating. Well, again. I play uh, uh, Ian with Ian. Um, right, male, we both L. play I male LIs. Mm-hmm. So if you hear us using like he, him pronouns, things like that, it's because we both play the male version of the professor. The female version's name is Ina or yes, Ina. Yes, yeah. And the male version's is Ian. But he reciprocating feelings, and I'm like, yo, yes. It's just, it's cute. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so they crawl into this carriage, and... You know, they, they do the deed. They fuck. You know, the two of them can fuck or make love. You literally choose the speed here. You choose I the know, speed. literally. They gave me the option of, like, whether he's rough or soft. And yeah. Slower. It's just, oof. And mm-hmm. the scene will end in a blissful, you know, completion. That's all I got to say about that. Like, You it, know what? And that's the most PG-13 way we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you and the professor will leave the park and kind of, you know, head back to the dorm. While the professor's dropping you off, B will uh, mention, like, seeing them on campus. And, like, this will kind of, like, result in, like, the the, um, professor's guard shooting back up. Mm -hmm. Um, The professor will, you know, basically throw you out, shut the door. The driver will pull off. Like, it's just... (laughs) It really kind of felt like we we just survived a kidnapping, to be honest with you. Like, it gives me the same type of vibes. Because, like, the way that... I I don't know. I... And here's the thing. The end of the scene is obviously uncomfortable. I'm not trying to contest that. But what confused me is how confused B was. No, so confused. Yeah. She was like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's so obvious what's happening. Like, you made... You made a statement that alluded back to your normal day-to-day Absolutely. lives. And Absolutely. it took the professor out of the fantasy of what could be a relationship mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And that's why they started acting weird. Like, I don't know why. Like To me, like I do like B as a character, but she's kind of dumb, to be honest. Like well, She's a little naive. <laughs> to me, you know what? That is, yeah, I would say naive. Because I understand that from B's point of view, the situation might have been different. Like... Wow, like like we were talking about, the professor was reciprocating feelings. But the mm-hmm. professor straight up said, like, I'm doing this because there's no one around. And the moment you exactly. get back to campus and say, Hey, look, we're on campus, you want to get mad he kicked you out. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> I just did not understand. Then and then like in the next scene, B goes to Zoe and is like, or sorry, in the beginning of the next chapter. Yep. B goes to Zoe and is like, I just don't know what happened. And Zoe's like, 
duh, duh. Like, what the fuck happened i'm like b you cannot be this blinded by love that you don't see logic like right. you have to understand that it's not just as simple as like oh i love you let's be together like it's just not that fucking simple no not at all like i mean come on like truly like bit of an airhead moment here like a little yeah i mean she she watched cinderella they don't get together automatically exactly like come on now exactly um the the, the scene will end with b being confused only her yeah, though. i don't Everyone know why else. only yeah. her everyone else <laughs> understands what's going on b is the only person who does who ha- has not caught up to the plot yet yes absolutely and that will conclude chapter eight um chapter nine is called undercover and the chapter summary is secret secrets are no fun well sometimes but not really now when i tell you out of every synopsis I've ever read with the choices chapter summary. This is the one that I was like, I have no idea where the chapter is about to go. (laughs) (laughs) There is no indication of what could happen in this chapter. No, literally. And I was just like, I was kind of shocked a little bit. I was like, all right, you know, we're going to keep it moving forward. Yeah. Um, the chapter will, of course, open up with, like, you know, the T-Text post as it normally does. And they are kind of recapping whatever choices that you picked in the last chapter. Again, I don't really know how that gameplay would be if you didn't have the screenshots of Poppy talking shit about her friends. Right. Um, But the tea will foreshadow, like, a storm coming because there hasn't been any, like, real tea. Which I don't understand because... The, the the hog video is still the only thing people could talk about. People still right. talking about Poppy talking shit about her friends. Like, what more tea could, what real tea could really, you know, shake up the surrounding, I don't know, stratosphere of social media? Like, I didn't understand that. But I digress. Zoe and B um, will be kind of in, like, the common area. And B will be venting about the situation last night with the professor I don't really know what the dialogue is if you didn't take the diamond scene again. I can imagine that it still focuses on, like, the hot and cold nature of, you know, Sour Patch Professor. Zoe, the great friend with inconsistent ally, you know, dialogue lines. Amazing friend. (laughs) Awful ally. Like, I, it's just so confusing. And this scene in particular, I'm gonna let you describe it, but I have a rant to go on once you're done describing it. I got you. Uh, The last sentence is right here. Will mm-hmm. literally shower you with confidence and then be like, mm-hmm. go talk to the professor. Like, yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. What's, what's your yes. rant, babes? Here's the part. Okay. So you be, let's just say you as mm-hmm. a be. So mm-hmm. you go to your best friend mm-hmm. who you also kind of want to fuck, right? Let's just presume that, that you know, B also kind of wants to fuck Zoe because right. this is this is where the rant comes in. You go to your best friend who you kind of want to fuck and your best friend also kind of want to fucks you. Then you go, there's this professor. Here's what happened last night. Here's all the sordid details about what we did with the, what we did to each other's genitals. Mm-hmm. And then Zoe's telling you like, oh, my, you need to go talk to them. Like, don't yeah. let them send their feelings. Go after if that's what you want. And then Zoe's like, what do you want? And you're presented with three options. I want him. Yep. I only want to hook up or I'm just his TA, right? Right. 
So let's assume for the sake of this conversation, you pick one of the first two. That kind of alludes to that there is at least some type of attraction there. Yeah, yeah. Then there's this narration that's like, Zoe's face kind of falls. And I'm like, I really don't understand yes! where you get the nerve yes! uh, the... to write that in the narration. Oh my God. And you know what is so crazy? I'm, I did not know where you were going with this rant, but I completely agree because I distinctly remember reading this chapter, right? And it, th- whatever, if you choose the flirty option towards the professor, it will, the, like the text block is literally just that sentence where it's like, Zoe's face falls. Because so they I, want you to pay attention mm-hmm. to it. But then it's like, why even call attention to it? Because y'all don't even write Zoe exactly. as that Because the moment you click, the next words out her mouth is, go run to the professor. And not literally. in a sarcastic way, but in like no. a genuine like... A genuine go, bitch. And then here's what she's like, oh, well, let's go put on this nice outfit for you to go foot with the professor. Okay? Which I'm pretty sure, like, no matter whether you say, like, oh, I just want to be your TA or whether you confess your feelings for the professor, Zoe's going to put you in an outfit. Because I'm sure even if, like, and I'm just guessing because I've never picked the I only want to be their TA because I've always liked the professor. Mm -hmm. But I'm just making the assumption here that even if you picked I only want to be their TA, that Zoe would be like, okay, well, then you need to go talk to Ian and tell him that that's all you want a professional relationship. Because either way, you you get this diamond outfit to go talk to the professor, right? Right. So then you either accept or don't accept the diamond outfit, which I personally did not buy. And then as you're on your way out the door, dress on, hair did, everything, you have one last opportunity to turn around and tell Zoe one of like three things. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being a good friend. I don't want him. I want you. Or I want you to. What the fuck kind of whiplash ass shit is yes, this? Yes. You're telling me five minutes ago, Zoe was out here getting me made over so I could get undone by the professor. And then as I'm walking out the door, I can be like, yeah, I want you to. And you know what's so crazy? These lines are inconsistent with the beginning of the book, but consistent with like what goes on the next couple of chapters because... They literally flip a switch, and Zoe is written like a lie these like next two chapters, it's which so is weird. so weird. It really is. It's so weird. I chose the option. Um, it was like I want to be with you too. And B says something that was like pretty sentimental, and was like she admits that like I have feelings for the professor, but I'm not like stupid to know that like my life would not be what it is without you. Yes. And even that dialogue, Zoe says. Oh, like, of course, she kind of, like, reciprocates it. And she's like, who am I to get in the way if you want to go screw the professor? Just don't get caught. And I'm like, bitch. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not. And that's the thing is, like, I that's not exactly what I said, though. Like, I said that I have feelings for him. And I just. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't know what's it's going just, on. It's, it's I don't crazy. know what's going on. I truly, and it's so funny that now I picked the time to digress with um Zoe. Because it's just, again, like. When both the allies is giving me whiplash. I can't win right now. I just can't yeah. win. Anyway, yeah. um, you will leave the dorm to go to the professor's office where they will surprise you by, like, closing the door and, like, you know, pulling you in. And they'll tell you that, like, hey, we need to talk about last night. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, initiative. Okay. Like, I was, you know, truly shocked. The professor speaks their candor and admits that, like, you know, they felt conflicted and they, you know, tried to keep their space. But you do, in fact, mean a lot to them. And, like, you showing up at the gala 
really did mean a lot to them. And the professor will flat out ask, like, what do you want? And you can pick, you know, I want you or to keep it professional. Now, I'm pretty sure you picked baby, baby Ian. I want you, baby. Yes. So in the midst of like whatever, you know, conclusion to the conversation there is, there's a knock on the door. It, it, how do you say this bitch's name? Every time I look at it, I want to say margarita. <laughs> I don't know. I'm about sorry. To look it I don't know. I don't Ma- know. Mar- Marguerite. <laughs> Marge. I don't know. Marge. Marge. Um, the dean. The dean. Right. Marge, the dean, um, right. is the one, in fact, knocking on the door. So mm-hmm. before the professor opens it, you kind of like hide under their desk. The dean will kind of, you know, walk in and informs the professor that they've been asked to, to be the keynote speaker at a conference that is held by, a, you know, an educational group called the Society. The dean will settle in for a long conversation. And B has this, like, devious idea to have fun with the professor in the middle of one of probably the most important conversations of their life. Did you take yeah. this diamond option? Before we continue with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt to share our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and we're also on PlayChoicesPodcast.tumblr.com. I'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on Tumblr. We're also available for streaming on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices loving friends. And back to the episode. Of course. Of course I, I did. Of course. I just don't. Why would I not? Because in the next couple of scenes, Ian saves pissing me off. So why wouldn't I make yes. his life a little bit oh more Oh my god. Yes, yes, yes. So we both took this diamond scene. Let's get into the nitty gritty. So B will start rubbing the professor. The professor will actually take control of the situation and like, like egg it on. Which was shocking to me, but given the conversation that just happened, I was hopeful, right? I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. finally. I'm like, we about to be together. Um, but the the professor's like juggling you and the conversation, mm-hmm. and I truly love that. I thought that was hilarious. Um, the dean states that like they will be able to bring the TA. So it's kind of ironic that you know you're 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 getting all handsy with the professor. And you overhear that basically, like, you have this opportunity to go with the professor and experience this, like, wonderful speech, once-of-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. The dean and the professor will start will stop talking, and the dean will leave. And that will give you, you know, your alone time. And there are a lot of flirty options. There are a lot of, you know, kissing. And it's a good scene, actually. It's a really good scene. Yeah. But after... The conclusion of said, you know, spontaneity, the professor mm-hmm. will then voice their doubts about taking B because they do not think that they will be able to keep it professional. And they will end up asking for some space, causing B to storm out the office. That's what I don't. And this is <sighs> I'm not on either of their side. And let me explain why. Mm-hmm. I think Ian is being very realistic in saying that like I do not know if we should spend three days together because the thing is is that when has B ever shown any sort of like willpower in terms of not grabbing the professor's crotch at any hour of the day right right never right absolutely so the professor has a point they really do now 
I agree. Be getting upset I, about I this, agree. like, oh my God, you're running away from us again, doesn't make any fucking sense. Because it's a three-day work trip. Why are you trying to go with mm-hmm. this man anyways? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, technically, y'all should not even be making out at Martha's Vineyard in the first place. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's a work trip, so I don't know why you tripping for. But then the other thing that made me upset was, like, Ian was like, I need a moment to take a break from the relationship. And I'm like, you literally just had this whole confession scene. Absolutely. Why can't we just not go on vacation and come back and be a couple when you get back that's the right. part that i don't fucking understand it's like at first i was mad at b but now i'm mad at ian and it's like i, yes. I don't like either of you right either of them because the conversation could have easily been concluded with like all villains being spared if the professor mm-hmm. was like no i'm not backtracking on us but i do know that this is not like an opportunity that is safe for us to like you know adventure on like yeah. the moment i come back from again one of the most important speeches of my academic career then we could be together. But it's just kind of like naive for B to think that you know she gonna she gonna be pushing buttons. You know uh, when is she not? Like and, when is she not? And this is an academic Belvoir, you know, conference or whatever. And so just let it go. Just know that you're gonna see the professor when they get back. Yeah, I just, to me, it's like both of them getting on my fucking nerves at this point. Yes, no, truly. So, you, you know, B storms out. B heads back to her dorm. And that's when she runs into Benji. And, you know, she's just kind of like, oh, you know, get out of my way. I I gotta keep it moving. But she smells her perfume that has been missing for a while. So B will follow the scent, find Benji's dorm room, and confront him. Uh, Benji's kind of like, you know, apprehensive on whether or not he should let her in, but eventually he does. And we learn that, you know, Benji's there on scholarship, and he has to be an RA as a requirement. And the conversation will shift to Benji gassing you the fuck up and claiming that you are his hero. It's so weird. It is absolutely fucking cringy it's so (laughs) weird benji will begin to talk about like you know this party and what you two could do to take another jab at poppy because apparently poppy's you know angle party's coming up you interrupt him and you kind of like send him on this like irrelevant task and go get a drink right right because you're you're so parched you can't breathe that's my option right That shit was so funny. Oh, my God. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. No, it, it genuinely made me so Like, it, it was hilarious. It was perfect. Um, Benji will leave, and this will allow you to kind of, like, look through, you know, his things. And you do end up finding his laptop with some dirt that has been gathered about Bradley only publicly dating Poppy. Um, and that their relationship is a scam, and there is evidence to prove that. You can steal this information and use it, you know, as your own weapon for some diamonds. Did you steal the tea? Oh, baby. Yes. The when I only tell you, fucking thing I'm spending diamonds on these days. When I tell you, I put that, I put that fucking flash drive in that computer so fucking fast. So fast. <laughs> I almost bent the fucking flash drive was how fast I put that thing in there. Okay. So once you download that information, um, you will see a tab on Benji's computer that is basically your prom queen video from your high school. And that, you know... You, you're again looking through his stuff and you you find out that he did in fact steal your perfume 
and sprayed it all over the pillows. Yeah. Mm. No. Nauseating. No. Nauseating. So nauseating. Nauseating. B will get mad and kind of like pick up the pillow and like throw it across the room and it hits a closet door and it opens it, you know, ajar a little bit. And when B goes over to look inside, it exposes who Benji really is. This man <laughs> has a shrine of you made from your missing items and rotten food. <sighs> That's how the chapter ends. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. Out of all the places that I thought Queen Bee would take me, this is not it. I'm telling you, when I first read this scene, I said, what the fuck is going on? And when I tell you, the chapter title and summary do not even go with the chapter, because it's called Undercover. And I I, I, so I think that's a hint towards like being on the download with the professor, but obviously that didn't happen. That, mm-hmm. that blew up in our face one diamond scene, right? Right. And, you know, secret secrets are no fun. Well, sometimes, but not really. This ain't no secret. This is scary. This is an obsession. <laughs> like, yeah. This, I don't like this. I do not like this at all. It's a very um, uncomfortable scene. And if you feel disturbed, I think it's something that should disturb you. Yes, it's absolutely. Very scary when, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, can't really recall a situation that I've been in that's as extreme as this, but it is scary to know that there's someone who's like been watching you from afar mm-hmm. and kind of like, especially, uh, I don't expect, let's just go on. It gets even creepier in that. It does. It does get creepier. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Chapter 10 is titled, Not Your Hostage. And the chapter summary is, The cost of celebrity is high. Now it's time for your breakout hit, literally. Again, this chapter, it gave you a content warning. It's, uh, you know, have we talked about, you know, harassment and a form of abuse? And if that does make you uncomfortable, please join us on another chapter. So the T will post about, you know, Poppy's PDA and, you know, her, with her man at these like public places, how like they yeah. are a little bit more frequent. Um, and there is talk about you going into Benji's room, but there's no like actual story unfolding. And which I think it's weird how quick the T gets this information. We just walked into this man's room. I we know. look like... <laughs> Like, we literally just walked into this man's room. Do you think she, like, uploaded it directly from his laptop? Did it say that? It says, maybe our girls are just preoccupied. Poppy was spotted, snogging celebrity, Bo, Bradley, whatever, and no less than six strategically public locations this weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's like the T already knows, which I think that is weird for them to preface what you could release because... You know, not everyone is going to take that diamond option. If the T already knows that this is kind of weird, why hasn't the T spoken well, more? I think it makes sense, though, because of what you learn in Chapter 10, the editor of the T. Like, he's been in legal trouble with Poppy before. So it was like, you kind of have to have proof that something's correct. Okay, to... okay, right. Not to be sued by libel. That's right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We jump in the gun just a little bit. We, we gonna get it's to... fine. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get to Thomas, his yeah. fine ass. All oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the the chapter will start off with B kind of staring at this shrine that Benji, you know, made for you. Mm-hmm. And he comes in basically like asking for your approval 
like asking if you like that's it. That's the part. Can we just? Oh my really god. That's the part that scared the fuck out of me. Me too. That motherfucker wasn't even embarrassed. Embarrassed that you he found was, no. it. No, he was not. No, not he even was embarrassed. Not. This man literally was like, "Oh, do you like it?" And I'm like, "Oh, what did he call it? What did he? My adoration, adoration? station? Yes, yes." I said, "No, lock him up and throw away the key, please." Life sentence. A life sentence. Like, really life sentence. And can I just say that, like, B is very brave in this situation, like, with some of the dialogue options, because I understand it. He, he, you know, alludes a, a you know, strawny fucking geek boy. But obviously, mm-hmm. we do not know what this man is capable of. You have no idea if that we man has a not. weapon in his pocket or anything. Like, I mean, you just don't know. Anywho... B's phone will ring and, you know, they will both kind of like die for it. And B ends up getting the the phone and the professor's calling. So B will answer the phone and yell like, you know, oh, my God, help my RA. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Benji will grab the phone and kind of like hang up. See, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There is a difference between someone who is creepy and they don't know it and someone who's creepy and knows they're doing something wrong. And that's what, when he grabbed the phone, yep. I said, no, we are going to die. Yes. I literally thought we were going to die. Like, I was like, we are going to die. This, when I tell you these, definitely these three chapters, I just, nothing I could anticipate at all whatsoever. Nothing. At yeah. all. This is a curveball that makes sense. I think the writing in Queen Bee is so beautiful because they are, like, they literally let you know, like, hey, my bra's missing. Hey, this is missing. Hey, this is missing. Yeah. And you kind of, like, forget about it until you see all well, these items. Why. Mm-hmm. The first time that you play through, you're like, why would they even mention a detail like my bra? Yes. <laughs> yes. If they pull this same stunt in Queen Bee 2, which is out, by the way. Um, it is out. I, I'm a, I'm a pay attention. I'm gonna start looking at every everybody. Right. Like I'm gonna start looking at everybody. It does not matter. So while Benji's kind of like expressing his, you know, obsession with you, mm-hmm. the phone will keep going off because the professor stay texting you because obviously the situation is very strange to them and they want to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. And Benji will get aggravated and look at the phone and see who is blowing your phone up and see that it's the professor. And. You are given the option to, like, be honest and be like, yes, the professor's my lover, more of a lover than you'll ever be. Or you can cover up the, you know, the fact that you guys are together. I don't even understand why you would tempt some crazy ass bitch like this. I like, mean, why? Here's What's the, the benefit? What is the, there are only cons to this. There's because- only cons. <laughs> There's nothing good that can come out of this situation. When, and when I was doing some research on some diamond scenes to see what would happen if someone did choose that first option of, like, yeah, the professor's my lover, there were people. Mm -hmm. chose it and benji straight up like threatens them oh my god benji will straight up be like oh the professor seduce you like i will protect you from them like i won't let them lay a hand on you and even if you choose you know the the option you should be choosing no tea is the whole like oh me i'm just the professor's ta Bitchy still has this line in there that's, like, kind of threatening. Yeah. Yeah, still kind of like, oh, well, I'll, I'll definitely make sure they won't touch you. Yeah. And, and be over here threatening him in front of his face. Like, 
this situation, this chapter gave me so much anxiety. So much like anxiety. If I was, if I was B, I would be like, you know what? You kind of cute though. And just right. wait for the, like, wait until you can get the fucking phone. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, Benji will admit that they are the ones who have been posting positive stories about you to the T to combat the corrupt institution of what the T stands for and how everyone like loves Poppy. He also hacked the ranking system and made Chloe number mm-hmm. one and Poopy number two. And not to mention, Benji again is the RA. And so he reveals that like he has keys to all the dorms and that's how- It's so scary. Oh, so scary. That's how he was able to sneak in and steal your stuff in order to make this shrine. Um, B will again kind of call him out on his creepiness and you have an option to leap or rough him up if you choose, you know, kind of teach him a, a lesson. I personally chose to rough him up. Of course- and when I tell you, you you start, you know, roughing him up a little bit and it'll let you select a weapon, I died. You hear me? I died. You yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you pick? I chose the brawl. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I chose the brawl. The way it describes B putting it around his, his neck, neck and then putting the knee on the back. Yeah. I was like, God damn, B. <laughs> I'm telling you, she You she don't fuck fighting. with a bitch who wrestled pigs, okay? no. no. <laughs> She like whipping him with the AK. I listen. That shit was so funny. Am I a gay male? Yes, but do I know that the edge of the bra that connects your back part be having the metal? That pieces? shit hurts. <laughs> that shit hurts. Have you? Uh, let me tell you. Everybody who wears a bra, anybody who's listening who has ever worn a bra, you ever accidentally snap that shit against your own back when you try to take it off? <laughs> that bitch will have you crying. <laughs> and and she- she's got it on the corner of his eye. I, no. I know that shit hurts. I mean, she really was fighting for her life. Like, she really was. Right. Um, After you rough him up a little bit and, you know, you teach him a lesson, beat him around the dorm, uh, there's, like, a list of options. You know, you could threaten a restraining order. You can threaten that you're going to kill him. Or you can make his life a living hell. I told him I was kill him. Yes, queen. Yes. (laughs) I said make your life a living hell. I said I will kill you if you come after me again. Which is very, I just feel like, those dialogue options are it's, it's just weird because well i don't know what you what how the scene will play out if you chose to leave the situation and like run away and not beat him up but you know on our version the professor will kick down the door honey and defend the your wood splinters. Yes. Really the wood splinters yes yes and he defends your honor he punches benji in the face and he's like don't mm-hmm. ever you're not gonna touch her again Police oh. come storming in. They arrest Benji, which is why I feel like the option was just a little, like, redundant. Because he got arrested anyway. So, like, you know, that really should have been the only option of, like, Benji, you know you're going to jail, right? Like, right. <laughs> you breaking the internet. Like, you know you're going to jail. Yeah. Um, But either way, the police will rush in, arrest Benji, only for the professor to kind of, like, run to your side, tend to you. And then, you know, hours will pass. You gave the officers, you know, your statement and accounts of the event. And the professor will kind of, like, take you in, you know, shelter you, shut down the cops and be like, that's enough. Do you need any more information? And he'll take you away from the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you it, it, it makes a note that the professor's like, notably pissed about the whole situation. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's so endearing. After leaving the shrine, you head back to your dorm. 
And you will kind of, you know, calm the professor, talk with them a little bit. And the professor will admit that they are pissed that Benji idolized you so much that he alluded to himself that you were his and that you owed him. And I think that was the most, like, scary line to read to me. Yeah. Um, for when me, he, whenever he said, like, I'm entitled to, yes, it's like, nobody yes. asked you to do this. And even yes. if I did, it doesn't mean you're entitled to anything. Absolutely. It was very, like, ugh. Ugh. I was just in my bed. Every dialogue option, I, I got that cold chill. I'm like, Benji, stop. Like, Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember when I first read the scene, like, I felt, I literally felt like my body, like, run cold. Like, I was yes. like, hold up. Yes. I'm trying to tell Put you. Most fear of the, God into me, absolutely. bro. <laughs> most of the time, I can guess, like, what Choices is going to do with, like, you know, their writing mm-hmm. style in the chapter. But this, mm-mm. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, but... The the professor is giving an they are given an order to kind of like stay close near the front office of the dorm building just in case you need anything. Mm-hmm. But they do offer to make you dinner. And once that offer is made, Zoe will actually call informing that the story on the about, you know, how the T already fucking posted about it because they know everything. Yeah. And Zoe will also try to make dinner plans with you. So you have both your allies, you know, kind of trying to make these plans with you. Obviously, we probably both went with Ian. <laughs> I honestly, I took, of course, I took the Ian scene, but I kind of wish I had just picked none because yes. even the Ian scene kind of sucks. Zoe oh, no, no, is no. not really like the best ally right now. So I kind of wish I picked Thank none. You. How ironic. I'm so glad you said that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hyper focus on that for a second. Mm-hmm. The irony of Zoe having the better ally scene when she's not even written like an ally. I know. I was so pissed. I was so pissed because I chose Ian's scene. And then obviously through research, I found um, Zoe's scene. And I'm like, why is this one better? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like you said, I really wish I would have just chose no one. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't read yet, or even questions you'd like to ask us. Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. The Ian seems very cute until you get back to the same kind of bullshit that yep. we've been going through the for the past like, chapter and a half. Yep. Yep. And then it's like, I just kind of want you to leave now. Yes. Like, this is getting more stressful than it is like, you know, you said you wanted to provide me some comfort, help me forget about what happened. And it's like, you just own, the only way I'm forgetting it is by you irritating the fuck out of me and giving me another problem to think about. And like, that's Absolutely. not why I want you over here right now. So like, you just need to go. Absolutely. Um, so no matter what diamond option you choose, they are pretty similar except for two major differences. One being if you choose Zoe scene, Zoe could actually cook. And Ian, whatever he tried to make you, it ended up being like burnt pasta noodles and splattered pasta sauce. Like you it know just what? Was- I I can't defend my man here. I really can't. <laughs> I don't know how this man has multiple degrees and is a professor but he doesn't know how to boil pasta Pasta. it literally said in the narration of the ian scene that he put lord let me (laughs) speak the candor it 
literally said that he put the noodles. First of all, he turned the stove on, so the burner's on, on already, okay? Yeah. He put the noodles and then poured water on top of the noodles. Yes. <laughs> and then he read the instructions to the spaghetti sauce. It's pathetic. You hear me? It's, it's so pathetic. Just really not good. Um, <laughs> really not good. There is an option to not not an option. It's written in, but you end up getting a massage from your chosen ally. And again, okay. the only difference with this is that um, Zoe's scene is taken further, and there is more flirting, more kissing, and Zoe actually stays the night with B. And like, see, yeah, and you know what? To, go ahead, baby. See, go, be pissed. Be pissed. That's what I. That's what I needed. That's, that's really what, what I, I needed from Ian. And Ian could not put aside his just completely insufferable existential yes. dread aside yes. for one night to comfort me. I was kidnapped, ho. And you can't hold me for one night when you were given the okay. You were literally given the okay to kind of like, you had an excuse to be near me. You had an excuse right. to stay the night if that's what you wanted. And you're still right. thinking about what? Yeah. This, baby, this school is worried about pressing charges on Benji right now. Now's the time. There ain't nobody focus on you. Like, truly piss me off. It's just made um, me so upset. And I'm trying to tell you. And that scene was so long, too, because you had was, to watch yes. him make dinner, fuck it up, yep. spill it on himself, yep. then go to the bedroom, and then you get blue balls. And yep. then even the scene where he's leaving is like 14 dialogue lines too. Yes! Long. I just started clicking yes. through because I said, I'm bored, baby. I'm bored. Yes. You're boring me. It is so dramatic. Like, the, like they... They have an um a option to be like, you know, good night, B I like they're about to say something else and it's like so dramatic, like they cut themselves off and they're just like, Good night. Sir, you could have all that you could have been out my out the dorm already. You could have like, come on. The following day, you will wake up to coffee and Zoe and a post highlighting everything that happened. Benji gets expelled and everyone is talking about the hell that you survived. Um, this is when you decide to share the information on Poppy and her fake boyfriend if you took that diamond scene. Mm -hmm. Zoe and B will leave the dorm in an attempt to get some gelato, but instead you encounter Poppy in the courtyard. After, you know, the normal bitchy pleasantries, you hear that Poppy is blasting a dubstep remix to your hog calling video. We still on this? Can I pause? <laughs> In, in addition to me being irritated because for some reason we're still talking about this fucking hot call video like it's still not done it's like the other thing that made me mad because the moment that i came out all of a sudden poppy is like oh you just lied about being kidnapped because you didn't want to be seen with him and i was like <laughs> there's only so many things that you can do that are bitchy that I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But there's really nothing funny about trying to insinuate that someone's lying about being stalked and harassed. Absolutely. And, like, I just don't, like, it's just a visual novel app. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that, that, like, you are allowed to ship whoever the fuck you want to ship. But for me, I was like, any pretense of Poppy potentially becoming a love interest later in the series is just gone after that comment. Like, to me, that's just kind of something that's uh, irredeemable to doubt someone's harassment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was truly a slap in the face. And it gets worse later on as well. And we'll discuss oh, yeah. it. But it's like, 
coming from who Poppy is, I I don't know why they wrote that the way they did. Because I don't think that Poppy would do that in, in real life. Just because, like, I feel like she, she, and this is no shade, she probably get kidnapped every other week being as high status and rich as she is. And I can only imagine what her and her family has had to do to, like, survive, like, these creepy stalkers or, like, whoever's after their family um, for Poppy to make a comment like that. Oh. It was just truly, like, I just didn't. I I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, like, I definitely see, like, oh, the same thing could happen to her. Right, But right. I also see the other side of it where very well, like, maybe something like this has never happened to her because her family has always had money, and therefore they've always known how to protect Poppy appropriately. True, true. You know what I mean? And plus the fact that, like, Poppy's really ever alone. Like, she always got, what do they call her? Severus? Yes, following her. Yes, like, she's yes. never really alone kind of thing. That and is very true. That Poppy is true. just kind of has this aura about her where she's, like, untouchable. So, like, maybe she thinks it, like, wouldn't happen to her if it never has. But... I don't know just because like you haven't played the rest of the book, but there are like other things that Poppy does where I'm like, you're no longer at this point, like just being like a bitch. Like at this point, you're just a straight up, like, like an abuser at a certain Ooh, point. And you'll okay. see like later scenes later on in the book, what I'm talking about, but like it truly gets worse from here. Damn. <laughs> it really does. Okay. 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 <laughs> B will just kind of like hold her head up high and accept the accept the video for who she is as a person. And this will allow people to like kind of stop paying attention to this big, huge billboard playing the video, but mm-hmm. give their attention to B. And people will start asking questions about like, you know, how she feels about the whole Benji situation and like, you know, her survival, basically. The article will hit about Poppy's fake contract signed relationship. And everyone would start talking shit about that. Like, the way B uploaded that right before she left the house, had this encounter with Poppy, and then the T posted that. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, after, you know, Poppy, you know, making her fake threats. You know her. Right. Threats. Calls you a hog bitch in the box. Hog bitch. You know... Uh, Thomas, the editor, will pop up and kind of exchange some words with you and, like, ask some questions about a post that he wants to do for the blog that following night. And, you know, your answers provoke, like, encouragement and reputation points and just, like, really, like, you know, lifts you up. Everyone is, like, gassing you up. You know, that's when Poppy gets mad and she's like, you know what? I'm out of here. Bye, bitch. That is when... You and Thomas have a little private talk at a picnic table, and he will inform you that he has good information about Poppy and her family that could end up taking the whole family down, not just Poppy, the whole family. But he is scared to go against Poppy because she almost had him expelled for speaking the truth in the past Mm -hmm. um, for libel. So not only is this man potentially could have gotten expelled, but also a heavy lawsuit. So Thomas is, you know, like... Listen, I want to help you out, but, like, I can't voice this. And you have the power, the money, and, you know, the gall to do so. So, like, you you kind of want to team up. And so there is an option, a diamond option, for you to hear the news and recruit Thomas as an ally. Did you take this scene? Yes. Um, I have conflicted feelings about it, but 
Okay. So just go ahead and yeah. Go yeah, ahead yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, of course. Um, Thomas would tell you that Poppy's mom had an affair, and that Poppy has done literally everything to like kind of keep this under the rug. And once you retrieve all this information, you kind of like can pick when you choose to release this article, which I thought was interesting because the two options were you can do it in like an untraceable way. Or you mm-hmm. can knowingly post this when you know that it will hurt Poppy the most. Um, yeah. I decided to be brave and I was like, I'm a, I'm a post it when I know it's going to hurt her the most. So I'm kind of, oh. yes, I'm a little, I'm a little, um, what's the word, intrigued on how this will play out in my upcoming episodes. In my upcoming Because characters. I picked when it would be untraceable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're going to have different moments where like maybe yours comes out at a different, I don't know. Right, right. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> so B would take Zoe back to the dorm, and they would kind of gossip over the tea and, like, what Thomas gave you. And there are some pictures, emails, read receipts, basically everything to solidify that the affair was happening. Um, there hasn't been any recent development because they stopped three years ago when Thomas, I guess, originally was about to make this public. Um, and there is like an honest conversation about whether B should upload this file, but they kind of put like the, you know, morality on the back burner a little bit and decide to discuss it at a later time, which I, that whole scene is kind of written weird to me a little bit. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't, I feel like that shouldn't have been written until the moment you could have posted it or not. Because I understand what they're doing, but the amount of shitty shit that Poppy is going to probably do to me in these next upcoming chapters before I even get the opportunity to upload this, I'm going to just want to upload it. I really am. Mm. I think I would be like, I would do it out of spite and vengeance than I would if they would have like had this conversation right before I was about to post it. Because Zoe does kind of like, hey, listen, this is some heavy shit. Maybe you shouldn't post this. Or like, maybe you should, you know, think about posting that. I don't think this conversation is going to happen again when you get the opportunity to post it. And I could be wrong, but yeah. How how did you feel about this, you know, this conversation between these two characters? I don't know. I kind of am on Zoe's side a little bit. Now, that is notwithstanding the things that Poppy could do. Right, You know, depending on what Poppy does... To me, the line is wherever Poppy draws it. Exactly. So if Poppy keeps pushing the line further and further to the point where this seems acceptable content to post, then, you know, I'll, I'll post it. Right. But it does seem like, oof, I, I get the same icky feeling because it's like Thomas is on your side, but it's like he was about to expose Poppy's family like that. And... It's just like, is he like a fair weather ally? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. Because it's like, if the same drama came out about me, would he be like, oh, uh, I'm going to post this and then we'd have to threaten him with a lawsuit in order to get out of it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't, it's, uh, Thomas kind of gives me a little bit of icky, icky. And I understand that. He doesn't because... have a moral line to exactly. draw. And then it's like, what What would Poppy have to do in order for me to want to post this? Like, it's, mm. it's a lot of gray area because yeah. at the end of the day, the conversation was, okay, let's team up. But I hope B, you know, we talk about how naive she is. 
Thomas is not loyal to B. He's loyal no. to what she can do. And that's the, really what I would say about pretty much all of Pop, uh, all of B's posse, true, right? True. How many of them are actually loyal to her versus just like I would like to get away from Poppy? Like the only person that she does she blackmail um, uh, Poppy's assistant? I don't think so. I think but that she was, was only... in my opinion, still manipulating. Oh, absolutely. Her. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you take a powerful player like Thomas, because I, not that the, uh, her other, you know, you know, bitches against Poppy couldn't hurt her, but Thomas has all the power. He has a direct correlation to the team. Like yeah. that, that man could ruin you. Yeah. And it is a lot of trust to It's like trying to be friends with, with Perez Hilton. Like I just, Absolutely. Mm. This isn't this isn't like a partnership. This is a, you know, the enemy working of relationship. my enemy. Yes, That's the enemy of my enemy is yeah. my friend. The enemy yes. of my enemy. Yes, right. The moment enemies don't line up, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. But either way, um Thomas will, you know, later that night Thomas will in fact post the interview that he had with B, you know, outside of you know, the courtyard, everyone will be sending you these like uplifting comments about the situation um, and the interview that Thomas had just posted until someone who is named anonymous starts poking holes, giving Benji the benefit of the doubt and saying that B might have made up everything. And I'm just kind of like, we, we still talking about this, huh? Like mm-hmm. we're still trying to like, you know, pret- like downplay the severity of the situation, which is just like, I was so annoyed at this point that this keeps coming back up and they make this like a plot point. But either way, Zoe will take your phone, tell you to calm down, chill. And then that's when there's like a knock on the door. When you answer it, you'll see an invitation to Poppy's party and a dress that is meant to be worn at said party. And that's how chapter 10 concludes. Well, let's also be specific is that the dress is like this like grandma style yes. movie for a party where you're supposed to be wearing lingerie. <laughs> like... She playing games. Like, she, like, and that's what I'm saying. You know what? This video is looking more. No, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, no. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and do rapid fire, right? Okay. Only the prominent characters in the, in, in the, in these like last chapters, but let's yeah. start off with, let's start off with the professor. Um, he's been difficult lately. Yeah. Right. So I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. That's um, it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Zoe. Uh, also difficult. I would say more so confusing than difficult. More so very conflicting. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. Um, poopy. Mm, starting across the line for me. <laughs> uh, Benji. Mm, go to jail. Yeah, go to jail. Like, literally go Hank to Huff, jail. Um, solitary confinement, please. <laughs> Uh, life sentence, no, no opportunity for parole, things like that. Uh, Veronica, just very boring, bland. Yes, um, one yes. of the pot, not you know, pretty much kind of fits in with the theme of the rest of her posse, which is like, I don't really know if I can trust her kind of thing. And but last but not least is Mr. Thomas. Mr. Thomas, um, Mr. Don't Trust. Mr. Don't Trust. <laughs> uh, Mr. Snake. Mr. Snake. Yeah, Mr. is nice to us for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, everyone, I'm just in this chapter by myself, apparently, because everyone is pissing uh, yeah. me off. <laughs> like, everyone, Everybody's getting on my nerves, so. 
everything at this point i'm liking the tea more than i like all y'all like yeah i feel like the tea at least like people post their opinions and if they want to talk shit it's like they can show support or talk shit so at least you know people on the tea like where they're where they stand you know exactly exactly some of these other people i'm like y'all are playing this like really fierce i kind of wish like we had never entered this competition like i just don't understand why we took poppy needing to put us down on the first day as like a personal vendetta try to get mm -hmm, to the top because like mm -hmm. honestly it's like i feel like the people in the 300s are probably living their best lives like they they're probably just unstressed unbothered just going to class and studying and doing what they're supposed to do and also there is a difference between like being unpopular and being poor right because like yes there was a strict comment made that benji was at that university on full scholarship which is why he had to be an ra so these other people who go to this university it's not you know saying that like they're poor they're just unpopular so yeah they're unbothered but still rich like how amazing does that sound <laughs> like i know and like their biggest problem is like oh my god i rank 159 like oh right right they still eating they still getting their degree and they're living a stress-free life and we over here battling you know a gang of bitches at any given moment just getting ganged up on every like just cyber bullied in every chapter like this is not fun anymore okay we is just getting led on by every single character not knowing if we could trust them and that's the professor included like absolutely how you gonna save my life and then be like good night oh i'm over it just you should have like, let him just you get me. almost <laughs> lost me that's the thing is like at least in the nanny affair when we had a scene like that like we got to have a romantic one-on-one -on -one time with our ally, but with that, we can't even have that with the professor here. Oh, and the dialogue was written in such a way that was like, if you die, I would have died, B. Yeah, you, pretty much. You're not showing me. You're not showing me. But I still can't be with you. You know what? This professor, ew! I'm shipping the professor. <laughs> <laughs> this professor got six chapters to get it together. You hear me? <laughs> Damn, you're going to give him six. We already on chapter 10. You're giving him damn near the rest of the book. <laughs> That's because what is Zoe going to do? Kiss me and then send me on my way? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's what the professor's doing right now. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but I have more internal monologues about the professor than Zoe. <laughs> but yes, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for giving me another opportunity to host this V. Yeah, I think people were a big fan of you hosting, so I figured why not pass the baton, you know? Teach me, Professor. I am the generous queen. Ask Miss <laughs> Ellen. Period. 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 Even though it's hard to be a barb these days. It's, it's real hard. rough no, out no, no. She, being a barb. Again, again, it's real I mean, it's really hard. Even the barbs agree. We we kind of like, oh, she she making it hard for us out here, okay? Every day when I see Nicki Minaj trend, I just start sweating. I, I just know. do not know what's coming next. I know. It's either something problematic or like some gorgeous photo that's trending. And it's like, oh, I'm sick. I used to blast her music and now I, I listen to it in the dark light of the yes. car. <laughs> yeah. On definitely quietest volume a guilty pleasure definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely my problematic not really even a fave anymore just a problematic listen <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely but um thank you guys for joining us we will have a new episode next week and i'm about to leave it Saturday. to my main yes mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah i was about to say i'm about to leave it to my main to plug the socials amen 
So if you want to find us on our socials, on Tumblr's PlayChoicesPodcast at Tumblr.com, on Instagram, PlayChoicesPodcast, and on Twitter, PlayChoicesPod. We release this episode every uh, Saturday at midnight ET. That would be 9 p.m. PT as well. Um, also, not exactly related to the podcast, but somewhat adjacent to the podcast, is I stream now. I, I don't know why I said now as if it's new. I've been doing it for quite a few months now. Right. And that's it. All right. We'll see you on the flip side, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.